Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, awesomes. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets. Joined on Mondays, as I often am, by my sometimes co-host, all-the-time husband, Kyle. Hi. Hello. Thankfully for the awesomes, that we are not joined by our toddler. Indeed. Who has picked up a new... Uh, he's a terrible co-host. He's really bad at co-hosting. He interrupts more than I do. <laughs> to be fair, he does. And also really hard to understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, once he gets spun up, oh, he, will, he will say one word. Yes. And then... It's just he will repeat a sound to yes. fill in the space so that you don't get a chance to yes. interject your thoughts. It's true. <laughs> Where did he get that from? I don't know. <laughs> I at least make up like more than one word at a time. <laughs> he just repeats the same one. Oh, man. He told us a whole story on the way to church this morning. And that is not – I mean, it's it's only about five or six minutes. But he talked and babbled the whole time. It's a long five minutes. Well, he did pick up a new hobby, one that you introduced him to this week. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say we don't even need to get him any toys for the holidays this right? year. He has discovered a love that you can't even recreate with toys. No, and it's seasonal. It is seasonal. What did you teach him to do this week? So we have two, gosh, what do you think they are? 50, 60-year-old pecan trees in the backyard? Mm -hmm, yes. Pretty legit trees. And they, of course, drop pecans. We also have a stack of leftover bricks from just, when this house was built 100 years ago. Just rando bricks in the backyard. Now, they've all the boys, all three boys have loved to move those bricks wherever it oh, is yeah. I might decide to mow. Yes. Oh, yes. Strategically, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they, he's brought them up on the deck and then has been gathering pecans as well. So I showed him how you could use one... One brick as a, an anvil and another as a hammer and crack a pecan. Yes. And it, most of the pecans that we'd gotten early were, they they didn't fall out of the tree naturally. The squirrels had knocked them down. So they weren't ripe. They were spongy. They were weird. Yeah. I mean, he'd crack them open and I'd go, ooh, yuck. Yeah. Because it wasn't edible. And he'd go, oh, yuck, and grab it and throw it. Yes. And so that's turned in. Now the backyard literally, it just <laughs> looks like a pecan graveyard. <laughs> It's been so funny. He'll grab it and he first he'll say, you know, open that and then yes. want somebody to smash it for him. But then he takes over and he is a right. pecan destroying machine. He just wants you to pick up the brick so that he can take it from you. Yes, basically. And no, move. I got it. And then crush it. And, oh, yuck. And throw it. In true two year old fashion. Mm -hmm. So no toys for him this year. Just no. more bricks and pecans. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, on Mondays, we love to keep you awesomes informed about things that you could watch, things you could read, listen to, add to your lifestyle. I need everyone to buckle up because this first recommendation for something to watch, I'm just going to tell you straight out of the gate, is probably going to be one of my favorite TV series, not just of the year, but it's going to be in like top five of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on it. We have to rewatch it now? Possibly. Okay. I would rewatch it, even though we just finished it last night. Yes, but that is what you do with the faves. I do like to rewatch them. Which is fun. Um, so this is called Midnight Mass. It is on Netflix. And honestly, Netflix has been trying to get us to watch it for weeks. I didn't really get what it was about. It didn't just the, the splash screen and the right. Netflix. We went um, in, we summary. went in unprepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is perfect. It, it, it really is. It really is. But now no one who's listening is going to be completely unprepared because I'm going to say some things about okay. it. Okay. Well, why not? Um, so 
I noticed that some awesomes in the Hangout group were talking about that someone was like, can we please talk about Midnight Mass? And I noticed how many people were saying, uh, this is normally not a show I would watch. I watched it. I can't stop thinking about it. So the first thing to know about Midnight Mass is that it's a limited series on Netflix. Like I said, it's seven episodes written and directed by Mike Flanagan. Now, I do not like, nor do I watch horror movies. True. And nor do you pronounce it correctly. What? It's not H-A-W-R-E-R. Horror. That's how you say it. It's horror. Horror. Yeah. Well, (laughs) my mouth doesn't want to say that. Hodor on Game of Thrones, but yeah. That's what it sounds like when I say horror. (laughs) So I say horror. I think that's also an acceptable pronunciation. It depends what kind of redneck you are. Um, because that's not my genre, I do not like scary movies and I don't, I mean, I like kind of like spooky ghost movies, but Mm -hmm. I don't like bloody, gory horror movies. Right. Which this isn't really. No, it's not. But But you do love things with blood in it. Like a series called True Blood, <laughs> no. actually. Yeah. Okay, yes. And so just hold that thought. I like you to argue with yourself. I, yeah, I don't like to. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I don't, that's not my genre. I had. I was not really familiar with Mike Flanagan. But if you are into the horror genre, you know that he is probably the most respected, um, most known writer and director of horror movies of the contemporary era. Some of his movies include Abstentia, Oculus, Hush, um, Gerald's Game, Doctor Sleep. These so, are, so these these are, I, I guess I would call it new horror. Yes. Because it's not just the slasher films right, exactly. of old. That right. Was my second adulthood, because I'm so old now, <laughs> yes. when those were out. Yeah. You're exactly right. He does this genre differently in that he is much more, He's he doesn't really rely on like jump scares or just gratuitous violence. His style of creating a horror film is really focused on the characters, the themes, and... Yeah, there's an actual story there. Yes, yes. So he also is the writer, director, and showrunner on a couple of other Netflix series. I think you've even seen at least one of these, The Haunting of Hill House yes. and The Haunting of Bly Manor. I've seen one of them, and I can't remember which. Both okay. of them involve houses. Yes. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah. right there in the title yeah, for they you. Helped. They helped a lot there. I appreciated it. Okay, so that's just a little bit of background on him, because, again, I went into this really not knowing who he is or, you know, uh, the prestige that he brings to creating a series like Midnight Mass. So, again, it's seven episodes, limited series, and ultimately it really explores humankind's connection to religious belief Mm -hmm. systems, to faith. I think it especially explores questions about what happens to us after we die, and also the sometimes crazy lengths that we will go to for love, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not necessarily romantic love. Or no, yeah, right, yeah, but just love, love. Mm-hmm. And so... All or of, love, love, love. Or, yeah, triple love. Yes. <laughs> all of this is in the context of what ha- um, happens to be just like the small tight-knit community on an isolated island, so you get some strong like Stephen King vibes. I feel like that's a real yes. Stephen King um, trope and theme that he explores as communities that are in isolation mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Well, it's the best place for bad things oh, to happen. Absolutely, yes, because the physical context of well, the Well, they're show- already rejects from society or they wouldn't live out there by themselves. I, of course, am joking about yeah. that part. Okay. <laughs> it felt good to criticize someone else. Uh-huh. Yes, because you've never lived in an isolated community before. That's true. <laughs> Except for my whole childhood. Yes. Um, and so it, it looks at what happens in this community after something terrible and evil is introduced. So I can't really talk about the plot specifics too much because to do so gives away major parts of how the storyline plays out. I will say it's definitely the horror genre. It is very bloody and gory at times. And yet I, a highly sensitive person, totally able to watch it and track with it. There are a few moments where I kind of had to look away and be Mm -hmm. like, Oh no, I don't like that. Um, But if you can get past that part, it is really an examination, I think, of like the horrors that people are capable of 
And also, it's not just dark and depressing. Right. It really draws on these threads of redemption and people coming to peace with things, either that they've done or that happened to them. Um, It explores Christianity, Catholicism especially. So Islam. And Islam as well. None of them, I don't know. It's easy when when you have a background in any of these things, in anything, and it's portrayed in a movie. It's really easy to pick at and say, well, that's not what exactly whoever. But I think if you take it from from the perspective that he's offering it from an outsider's perspective, how it would be perceived. So, like, if you're really a picky Catholic, you can look and see, well, they genuflected on the wrong knee. Right. Well, we don't think that or we don't believe that. But that's or, not how mass or, goes. Right. But that's not what it's not what it's about. Right, you just exactly. gloss over that, except that he's he's just showing perspectives. Exactly. In fact, there have been a couple of think pieces written. Uh, this dropped at the end of September. So people have been writing and thinking and kind of dialoguing with the, the text of the series. And a couple of Catholic writers have written some, um, some of their thoughts, like some things that the story gets wrong about Catholicism, some things it gets right, how it causes Catholicism to kind of grapple with some of these bigger questions. And so I'll link to some of those in the show notes. I would say, even if you don't believe in God or have a religious uh, belief system, that you could totally watch this, still track with the storylines. If you do believe in God, if you do have a religious belief system, if you are Christian, you could, if you're open to exploring. Yeah, if you're, if, whether you're committed to a specific uh, clan of thought mm-hmm. on all of that, or if you're just looking. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know, I, I can't tell everybody's mind, but it sure seems like to me most people are, are either looking or they have fatigued with looking. Right. Ooh, that's a good point. And I do think that you, whether or not you are solid in your belief or if you are searching, maybe even deconstructing some things that you had believed in a previous you know, incarnation of belief and religious belief for yourself, that you would absolutely get something out of this. If you do have, if you are um, more sensitive about your belief system and don't like for it to kind of come up against these questions, it might not be in your top list of shows ever. (laughs) Because I've been that person before, (laughs) I would encourage even the greater for that person to oh, watch. Oh, really? Okay. Because if you're sensitive about it, to me, it means you know that something something ain't right. Mm, mm-hmm. At least in how you've understood it, if nothing else. And it's it's meaningful. Mm-hmm. If spirituality is something that's important enough for a person to claim it, it's certainly important enough to explore and, and push through the uncomfortable areas. Yes. Okay. That's a great point. Well, ultimately, I want to say in the same way that like The Walking Dead is not actually a show about zombies. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, I would argue that it's not. And well, I don't even watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> okay. But it's not not about zombies. Okay. It's The Walking Dead, you could say, is really a show about how people respond in a crisis, yeah, right? Yeah. And Midnight Mass is about people, ultimately, although there are supernatural and very bloody, gory plot lines. It's about people and how we interact with some of the big like you were saying, troubling questions Mm -hmm. of the human experience, life and love and death. Now, I will say, in reading some um, thoughts from the Hangout group, and also because I am exactly this kind of nerd, I went where I often go on the internet, where I like to engage with further conversation. Only fans. (laughs) Nope. Completely wrecked everybody's search history because we have a family account. No. (laughs) Make it stop. Um, I went to Reddit, and there is a newly formed subreddit for Midnight Mass. So last night, after we finished the show, I spent some time reading through other people's thoughts. One of the biggest criticisms that people talk about with this series is how much monologuing happens in each episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the characters are really prone to exposition through what can feel like they're giving little mini speeches. And one of the criticisms is like, that's not how normal people talk to each other. Well, that's why this is a fictional text. Right. Like, you don't, I mean, not everybody. You don't have a decade to get to know each of the characters. You've right. got, what is it, eight episodes, seven, seven episodes? Seven episodes, yes. So I, I can allow some monologuing. Right. And this isn't, this isn't quote-unquote reality TV. This right. is a stylized, fictional piece. So a spirit- is reality TV. But- <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot of the time, it's yes. Different. Um, it's a spiritual allegory. So yes, there's going to be some times where it is kind of clunky because it's a little speechy, but the pacing of this series is very intentional. It can be even slow at times. Um, and I think that the quote unquote monologues that the characters give really invite the viewer to sit with what the characters are saying, what the actual show is saying about some of these human experiences. So yes, it can be a little clunky, but if you look past that and recognize what the show, what the conversation the show is inviting you to through these quote unquote monologues, I think it is easier to have grace for those moments. I will say that the monologues were meaningful enough. It didn't even register to me that there was a prolific proliferation of them until you brought it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess there was. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, again, I don't know that I would have overtly noticed either, but in, in reflecting back, <clears throat> I can see it. I will say, and this is the absolute truth, and I already told you this this morning as we were kind of like um, unpacking our reactions to it. The last episode, especially like the last half hour, the last, the closing scenes, especially, like I had an actual spiritual experience watching yeah. this. I was bawling yes. as we watched it. Um, as the show, as the series comes to a conclusion, it is so brilliantly done and hits on so many things that I personally have grappled with, with spiritual faith in this bigger question of what happens to us when we die. I might start crying now. The only reason I can have been able to talk about this as coherently as I have is because this morning we were talking about, I started crying again. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I've gotten most of my tears out about it. But the writing, the acting, the directing, all of it is superb. And again, I think it will be one of my favorite TV series ever. Awesome. So, yeah. I started watching a thing. Okay, yeah, you did. Something that's part of the zeitgeist of our culture right now. Indeed. Especially if you have teenagers and young people in your life, right? Yes. Now, in typical me fashion, I can't remember the name of it. Squid Game. Squid Game, yeah. Or whatever. Um, I don't I don't want to say much to, to ruin what it is. I will say that if you have attempted it or you're thinking of attempting it, to me... The first 45 minutes, well, whatever, the first three quarters of the of episode one yeah. was really difficult to make it through. I actually turned it off twice and then was like, now nah, I got to at least make it through one episode. And at the very end, the last part of the first episode, finally, they'd laid enough foundation. They, they started some traction and then from there it developed. Um, I guess loosely, it, it's a common theme of person or people that are in a tough situation and it would change how they would normally make decisions. Yes. And that's kind of the the overarching theme of what's going on. So if you if you liked Breaking Bad, if you like The Shield, if you like shows like that and maybe don't care for ones that get extremely dark. Yeah. This has had some dark parts, I guess. Oh, it's gonna get but dark. I'm sure it will more so. But it's done in such a way that it it doesn't feel as okay. invasive as some of those other shows. Mm -hmm. So Okay. Yeah. Did you know the girls are watching it? Oh, are they really? Yeah. Interesting. We'll have to compare uh, notes later. Yeah. it's. I think it would be a great conversation topic. Daisy at least is through episode six, and she said that she wow. bawled at the end of that one. Oh, so my. There's, okay. there's some pain ahead. You might, might even cry. Who I, knows? It's possible. I did that once when I was younger. <laughs> no, you did it. You. I stepped on a pecan shell. Nico had... <laughs> Crushed on the deck. <laughs> and you already have confessed that you cried at the end of A Knight's Tale a couple of weeks ago. It's true, I did, and so, I'm not ashamed of that. Yes. Um, so if you're not looking for dark and thought-provoking, that's okay, because The Awesomes also have some other recommendations I wanted to share with you. The Awesomes showed up with a ton of recommendations across the board this week, so we're going to be talking about a lot of those. First of all, Awesome Kristen said she's been watching Pretty Smart on Netflix, she said it's a light, easy, sometimes cheery, mm -mm, not cheery. Oh, maybe it is cheery. It could be. But also cheesy. Cheerio. Yes. Is it a British series? <laughs> I don't think it is, but okay. that would work nicely. Do they like cheese or is it just the French that are all about the cheese? I think it's mostly the French. So this is a French show? No. <laughs> okay. Just so we cleared that up. Yeah. A light, easy, sometimes cheesy series with Emily Osment. She said she binged it while she was sewing. I looked it up. Netflix's description is... 
Booksmart Chelsea discovers that she has a lot to learn about happiness after moving in with her bubbly sister and three roommates. That's a bubbly. <clears throat> I, I always, always viewed that as like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> <clears throat> I think that's weird. Um, awesome. Kayla said, I have two family show recommendations that got us through our recent COVID isolation. Um, she said they only had mild cases. They're good now, but they watched the new Supermarket Sweep hosted by Leslie Jones. She said it's so fun. She said some of the jokes, a little spicy for the kids, but they mostly just go over their kids' heads. And then Master Chef Junior she said, is amazing. Those kids can cook. So inspiring. She said, we watch both shows on Hulu. Every time I think of Supermarket Sweeper, I hear that mentioned. I remember that one time, years ago, when you were coaching, Mm -hmm. I went to Disney World with my parents, my sister, and um, my brother and one of his roommates at the time. And we drove into Orlando and we were staying at the like villas, the Disney villas. So they have like a full like kitchenette or maybe even like a full kitchen. But we were, we had stayed there with the intention of like going and getting groceries right. and cooking a lot of meals there. And so you don't have to um, spend so much money on the park food. So Emily and I were charged with the task of driving off property and going and finding a grocery store. Oh boy. And this was on a Sunday back in the like early aughts and um the girl at the front desk gave us directions to a local grocery store we got there like 10 minutes till closing and we were like can we do this we could do it and it was like (laughs) real life supermarket sweep nice we were flying through the aisles with our grocery cart just like talk about supermarket sweep like throwing things off of the shelves into the cart we did it. We made it happen. And it was... Everyone only had mac and cheese and sanitary <laughs> napkins, but hey, <laughs> that's the magic of Disney. And the breakfast of champions. Yes. <laughs> okay. Reading-wise, I will say that um, awesome Liz recommended what she called a thoroughly entertaining and educational book. It's called Big Macs and Burgundy, Wine Pairings for the Real World. It's by Adam Lockoff. Interesting. She said, now I know what to drink with my sour gummy bears. Ooh. (laughs) Wow. I looked at this. It does look really fun and informational, truly. If you didn't grow up drinking wine or in wine culture, it can be a little intimidating to be like, okay, we're having, this is our main course. Like, what, what kind of wine do we serve with this? So it's both like the, the practical, but then also the silly. Which box of wine do we get for this one? <laughs> for the Big Macs. Yeah. Um, this is, I'm, I'm not making fun of people that drink boxed wine. We drink boxed wine. We have some in the kitchen right yes, now. Yes, I'm not ashamed of that. I've even considered, I saw a DIY, DIY, DIY. Yeah. yeah, those are the initials. A DIY hack where somebody like drilled a hole in part of their refrigerator so the they could rest the box and have a oh spigot opening in the shelf. And it's like, yeah, that's doing it. That is commitment right there. Um, this is Reading Adjacent. Awesome. Amy said the podcast Get booked. This was her awesome of the week. Readers submit questions for extremely specific book recommendations, and the hosts give amazing recs. She said, my TBR is so long now, it's refreshing to learn about books that aren't all over the internet. I found the whole concept very intriguing. Indeed. So I'm going to go check that out for sure. Um, And then speaking of listening in the listening category, this is mine is like a listen read combo because I'm finally just about to finish Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. I've been reading it via listening on audio. Mm -hmm. Um, This book is not exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's kind of darker and a little little bit grittier than I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be kind of like lighthearted fun. And there are some fun moments, but it's also, it's kind of more serious than I thought it was going to be. I'm committed to finishing it because on our sort of awesome fall list show, I said I'm going to have a practical magic fall. And I'm like, okay, I'm in it. And there's four books in this series, and this is the first one. So I'm like, okay, I think I can, I can push through and at least finish the first one <laughs> in the series. <laughs> I also, part of the reason I haven't done much reading via audio is because this past week, I just remembered that I um, 
adore Nathaniel Rateliff's music. Yeah. And I think it's because he does, he, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats have a new album dropping next month. And so I'm kind of gearing up for that. Yeah. Doing the rewatch of all the other stuff. Really? I am. Yes. I've been going back, especially to his 2020 solo album. um, And it's still all right. And just listening to that and listening to a ton of the interviews he did around that. And so I've been doing that instead of reading. Don't, don't at me. Don't what? Don't at me. Oh, I got you. <laughs> you were a little advanced for me in the with the internet, internet speak. Yeah. Um, oh, our friend Jesse Lee had a listening recommendation. She said, "I truly enjoyed the podcast Against the Odds, which I binged over the last few days. It's the story of the Fairchild plane crash in the Andes Mountains back in the seventies, and she said it's really well told. So, there's that." It sounds cold. <laughs> Crashing in the mountains. Yes, yeah. especially the Andes. They're known for their coldness. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And their mints. In, indeed, which are also cooling because Very of the, cooling. the mint portion Golly, of the mint. I love Andes mints. Yeah. Do you like them? You don't no. really like mint chocolate at all. No, what I do appreciate is while their signature is the mint, mm-hmm. they do just have the Andes candies. And so they have the same size thing. That's caramel instead of mint inside what? of it. Oh, yeah. I don't I know never, where you've been. I never knew that. I like those. I'm a big caramel fan. And I do say caramel instead of caramel. Good. That's Whatever, fine. however, if that's right or wrong, feel free to litigate. Well, you do say a few things wrong, like... Like envelope and <laughs> yep. Crayola. Well, you say crayon. No, I don't say crayon. You say crown. No. What do you say? I say Crayola. You actually do say crown. Maybe. So what? (laughs) (laughs) So. Okay. We have got a bunch of lifestyle goodness to share with you. And then some from the awesomes, which I'm going to share. And then some from our own life. Awesome Megan is so cute. She put a picture in the awesome of the week thread showing us a picture of her wearing this absolutely darling shirt dress. It's from Chico's. She said, this shirt dress is making my Friday a lot brighter and fun. She said, I was worrying that I couldn't pull off the bold pattern, but I love it. So I'm embracing that feeling and thinking, if I love it, I can pull it off. Perfect. She looked so darling in it. I looked it up. This particular dress is sold out at Chico's right now, but you never know. They might bring it back in stock. So I will put a link in the show notes for you. Okay. I love this one. Awesome Elaine said, my kids love Taylor Swift and this Etsy shop makes the cutest Taylor Swift ornaments. Some are song title designs or album logos. And she said, I know they're going to want each one. Guess I'll have to be okay with half of our tree having a Taylor-themed design this year. Interesting. So I went and looked. It really is the cutest little shop with ornaments. And, like, of course, one says, tis the damn season. That's a Taylor Swift song, but it's very appropriate for a Christmas tree ornament. But she has, like, one that has, like, cardigan on it and champagne problems. And it's really cute. So I think I would like an Elvis Santa Claus Oh, really? Either for the tree or as like a life-size thing that we stand in the doorway to scare burglars away. (laughs) Either one. Open the door and he shakes his hips, gyrates them. The main thing that we do to scare burglars away is never, ever weed uh, the flower bed in front of our house. That and we never leave home. The other thing, yes. Other than sure. mass, if anybody out there would like to rob us, mass is if you can figure out which one we go to, how long it is, you've got a quick window of time. A very quick window on a Sunday morning. You, you got to get up, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I thought this one was so cute and sweet, too. Awesome Meredith said, I played the awesome list for Fall 21. Again, that came out earlier this month. While driving on fall break, my husband must have been paying attention. He bought an apple cinnamon pancake mix pumpkin cream cheese, and rave apples to surprise the kids. Gift giving isn't his strength, so this was very sweet and unexpected. Nice. The best gifts to me are always when somebody has paid attention. Yes, 1,000% yes. Um, Love this as well because this is a great idea for yourself. Or for the upcoming holiday season. Awesome Corey said, My awesome of the week is my mini crock pot. She said they got it as a white elephant gift a couple of years ago. It had been sitting in her car. She had no idea what to use it for. 
but she has the answer in its hot drinks. Oh, interesting. She said, in the last month, I've made pumpkin spice hot chocolate or homemade cider in it at least once a week, starting something cozy in the afternoon and letting its scent fill the whole house until we drink it after dinner is now one of my favorite fall things. Interesting. I thought that was so such a great idea for a thing that you get and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to actually use this. And then you discover how it works into your life and then you use it all the time. Well, if you do any jewelry work with sterling silver, yes. you can also use it as a a pickle pot to eat off your yeah the the stuff of the silver from soldering and whatnot. That's a very specific application. It's to true. The mini I've done it. You don't want to double duty that crock pot with your hot drinks. Yeah. That's it's kind of a dedicated thing. Once you've done it, it's yeah. Yeah, that's it. You don't want to cross contaminate with it anything is, toxic. It is a mild acid. After yeah, all. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I thought that was such a great idea. Both um, you could pick it up for yourself, or if you do have that person on your gift-giving list that you're just like, oh, if I don't know what to get them. Or if you are going to like a white elephant gift exchange, mm-hmm. this is a great little gift to pick up. So, so fun. Um, a couple more. Awesome Angie said, my Awesome of the Week is sponsoring podcasters on Patreon, to which I said, yay, and yeah. thank you. All of the podcasts we support are putting out such great content and offering fun ways to interact via video and Zoom, and it really enhances my life. She also mentioned that she's so happy she switched to Overcast, which is a podcast app, based on recommendations from the awesomes. She likes to check how much time she's saved using Smart Speed, which is one of the best features of Overcast. I've used Overcast for years. Um, But yeah, it's a really, it's a great app. When I hear of people, especially if they have... Um, an Apple device, and they don't use Overcast for their podcast listening. I'm like, no, let me let me save you from yourself. Fair enough. Get yourself Overcast. And then finally, from the Awesomes, Awesome Amanda said that this is the best weekend of the year for her. It's the head of the Charles Regatta. It's the biggest rowing event in the world, and her husband runs the show. Um, She said it would be my Awesome of the Week, but this year I'm also doing PR for the event, and we have gotten some huge hits, including almost all of the local TV stations, radio, and the New York Times. It's a huge weekend for both of us and our daughter's first regatta. So much awesome. Wow. So I thought that was really cool. Look at uh, the way the awesome spreads throughout the world via these um, major events like this. Indeed. So fun. I'm quite sure someone ran into Kevin Bacon as well because of the oh, spreading of-, <laughs> of the awesome and the seven degrees of separation. <laughs> I I feel like, bad when I have to explain a I was poor like, joke that I've told. Is Kevin Bacon into rowing? And I didn't. I never knew. I'm sure he is, especially if there's any way to do frontal nudity with it. <laughs> Full frontal rowing. Yes. Um, Sir, that's not a paddle. <laughs> Sir. All right. So for us, lifestyle-wise, you have had a fun week. You're doing a kind As of... have you. You forgot to put yours on there. Oh. <laughs> You are so obsessed with this story from my life. You have been asking me to uh, tell and retell it a few times. Well, (laughs) actually, I wasn't even thinking of that. That's not on here either. You should lead off with that. Okay. And then I'll remind you of the other one. Okay. It's amazing. There's very few people in the world. There's a small percentage of the world that can claim... What you get to claim. Well, I bet it's more than you'd think. I I can only hope. One morning this week, I had dropped off Nico at his school. And I've mentioned a few times that his daycare school is in the wing of one of our um, neighborhood elementaries. Mm -hmm. So I had dropped him off and I was driving. There's this little side street that I always take as kind of a shortcut to get back to one of the major streets after I drop him off. So I'm just driving on my morning routine, not really having the best of mornings, kind of thinking about that. And I noticed that there is a man... I'm thinking a man experiencing homelessness that just had that general vibe about him. He was pushing a cart down the street, not a grocery cart. It was like a janitor's cart. Yes. And from the way you've described it, he was cleaning nothing. (laughs) He was not cleaning anything. And uh, he was in the, in the road. And so I had to slow down and and really was being careful to drive around him carefully as you do. And I glanced over at him as I was driving by. And at, at that very moment in time, he uh, pulled up his shirt to reveal that his pants were buttoned around his waist, 
but the zipper was open and he had it all on display. He there. fully Little, Kevin bacon He Kevin bacon me at 7.45 in the morning on a Tuesday. Completely unexpected. It caught me so off guard. I laughed all the way home. I was like, this is, this is one way to start a Tuesday Indeed. for sure. For sure. You've um, dodged the question up until now. What? Was it impressive? I, it was a, I barely even, it was like a blur as I drove by. Okay, so it wasn't too impressive then. Apparently I just not. need to know if I'm facing any competition. Um, no, you can rest assured. Okay. No okay. competition here, but it then was. Then I'll zip back up. <laughs> <laughs> so you had, uh, you had a small moment yes. of misfortune. Earlier this week, right. where I believe it was our youngest uh, managed to get a hold of your headset. No, one of the twins. Was it one of the twins? Yeah, it okay. was an accident. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like somebody was in there like, I'll show her. Yeah, they were trying to move some stuff and accidentally ended up breaking my favorite pair of headphones that I use for recording. And so what? Happened. Well, after that, and he had come out, he, he, we have a pretty strong policy instituted and enforced by you in this house. If you just tell the truth about something, chances are you're not going to get in trouble. Or at least a very small amount. Yeah, a smaller. You'll get a smaller, you'll get a reduced sentence yeah, for yeah. truth telling. So he immediately came out and was like, Mom, I, I think these are broken. And sure enough, they were broken. Yeah, when you can hold the headphone <laughs> in two hands, separate pieces, it's a good indicator. So as I was talking to him about it, you snatched my phone and opened up Amazon and like beep bop boop went in and ordered not just a replacement set of headphones, but the headphones that I have been longing for for many a year now, the Bose wireless over the ear noise canceling noise canceling headphones they are every bit you've of, canceled everyone in the family now just yes. so you know well at least they're noise yeah. i'm like all of you are canceled by noise now i can't hear you in fact i they are so noise canceling that i've told you if the house is on fire yes Come and find me and make sure that I don't have my headphones on because I will not I will not hear any panic. I will not hear any smoke alarms going off. Um, they're amazing. They are every bit the dream come true that you would hope that a pair of yeah. those headphones would be. I was very skeptical. I didn't doubt that they were good, but I was very skeptical about how good how good could they be. Right, yeah. And you pulled up, of course, Nate Rateliff and the Night Sweats like, and had me listen yes. in I'm not kidding. It was legit. It was like we were somewhere in the audience of a live acoustic recording. Yes. It was pretty amazing. It was so meaningful to me because I would never, ever, ever buy those for myself. And yet also, this is one of those examples of a gift where somebody knows you. I, between my work as a podcaster, my enthusiasm for listening to podcasts, the fact that I can only read if it's on audio, right. and my love of music and the fact that I have music going all the time somewhere, somehow, the fact that I have something in or around my ears almost all the time that you are like, if you're going to if you're gonna have some headphones, have some yeah. legit ones. Yeah. So. Those are very meaningful. I'm claiming them as my Christmas present. Well, you can claim it if you want. You're still getting Christmas presents. All right. I'll also accept a bottle of scotch, but that's it. Well, <laughs> tough. Uh, <laughs> you're going to get more than that. We'll see. We'll see. But speaking of more, it was time for a fall close reboot for you. A small one. Actually, a, small a one. lot of us around here. Yeah. The twins have grown like two sizes. Nico's growing. The girls constantly. I'm growing. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a healthy way. Um, so yeah, you you went in and did a little reboot for yourself. I did. Just simple. And, and this, we've talked about this multiple times in the past about identifying good staples that are relatively easy to pick up. And so I was able to do all of this very rapidly, like within five minutes on on the internet, I was able to get all of these things. I already knew they fit. I already mm -hmm. knew the, the basic colors I wanted. So from... Um, fresh clean teas. Mm -hmm. I picked up a, a handful of Henley. Henley, yes. I don't know why I, I struggle with names because it's a person's name. That's why I can't remember it. Henley? You've um, known someone named Henley? I feel like, at least in my imagination, yes. Okay, well, that's fair. Uh, uh, can't yeah, argue with that. A few Henleys and then a few just plain colored basic t shirts. Yeah. 
I know that they're they're good shirts. I know the size, so it was just bam, and that was done. Um, and these are these are really good shirts. Yeah, I mean, it's probably if it's daily wear, I would say three months, and it's time to replace them. But they're priced about mm-hmm. in that range, so it's it's no offense to buy a new batch and throw out the old. Mm-hmm. Um, I know from experience. From personal experience, and otherwise, and otherwise, (laughs) that the Levi's five forty ones are an outstanding pant for somebody who belly hangs down a little bit, so you got to bring that waistband down a little bit lower to stay in your original waist size. No, that part's not true. It is a little bit of a a lower rise, kind of a mid rise, I guess. Jean, yeah, Um, they're cut a little bit more full through the buttocks and the thighs. Yeah, so if you have what uh, you'd like to flatter yourself and call an athletic build, mm-hmm. or maybe you do have some musculature. Right. It's a good gene. It fits right. So I got some of those. Um, and then this was a gamble. I, I've i been needing a casual belt Yes, that I could pull off with either shorts or with jeans. And I'd kind of loosely had my eye on the nylon, just nylon kind of a utility yeah. belt mm-hmm. i know a lot of people that i shouldn't i don't know personally people i know from reading that a lot of people who would like to carry a firearm or a knife or things like that on their belt that this is a very popular style of belt for that okay at least part of the reason with these nylon belts is because it's not there's no holes Oh, yeah. To it's You cinch it to whatever tightness, so it's a great Thanksgiving and Christmas belt as well. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, a, it's a solid belt. Yeah. Well made, all of that. And I I can't swear, I think it was under 15 bucks. I know it was under 20 so it's a super cheap, super handy deal. And I said, at that price, even if it only lasts six months or something, worthwhile. Yeah. I looked it up. It's the Fairwind. Listen to the listen to the description in the title for this, okay? The Fairwind Men's Ratchet Web Belt, 1.25-inch nylon, automatic buckle belt, no holes, invisible belt for men. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a mouthful. So that's been fun to have those packages rolling in yeah. and finding yeah. new discoveries and some old favorites. Yeah. So um, also... This past Friday night, if you follow me on my personal Instagram account, you might have seen this in my stories. I put a few stories up about this. You and I loaded up into the Jeep yeah, and drove out to the, a horse ranch. Yep, rural America in between mm-hmm. Oklahoma City and small town. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, horse ranch owned by some of our friends from church. Another couple that we know from church uh, lives out there as well. And before, let's, let's give them some free publicity. Okay, yeah, they they do offer trail rides, like they provide yeah. the horses, all of that. They're they're they do a great job. Oh, yeah. They're very safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you wanted to take kids to experience that, they have helmets. They have all the things that you'd want. It's not a fast paced deal. No. They do a great job. It's Honey Lee Ranch. Yes, um, they have a website, all that good stuff. Yeah. So if you're in Central Oklahoma, or if you're even willing to drive over from Tulsa, they or- have people that drive up from South Texas to ride. What? To introduce kids because they do such a great job they, with it. Yeah. They, they literally have people that come from about a five-state area. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, like, from Enid maybe down to Norman. No. No, okay. Um, they do an amazing job, and they care about their horses. One yeah. of the wife of the couple was explaining to us that a lot of times these trail rides, um, the the horses, sadly, are very abused. They're yeah. neglected. They're, they deprive them of water, just like a lot of bad things to, to keep them them docile but these people love well and they've horses. got if i can ramble a little bit more okay. they've got a really unique setup where more, a more standard style of ranch they would go out and purchase the horses themselves so this is all their outlay mm-hmm. so that's why you'd see people get neglectful yeah um and run a horse into the ground all of that well the horses are expensive they are very expensive yeah. they take a lot of work well they've they've structured a deal because there are a lot of people in the area uh, who have horses, but they don't have the time mm-hmm. to exercise them, to do all the things. And so effectively, they, they kind of lease what ends up being many of these are show horses. Okay, They're outstanding animals mm-hmm. that it's a benefit to both parties. So because of the way that, that they've structured it, man, it's a, you're talking about an 
excellent animal that's yeah. well tempered. That's the other thing because they're leased and not bought. Yeah. If you get one that isn't good around people, they get it out of there. And right. Go get a better animal. Yes. Yeah, so they they make sure the temperament fits. They do all of the training because you can't just take a horse that has done other right. jobs in its horse life right. and expect it to automatically be a great trail horse. So they do all of the training, like the love and devotion that these people who run this ranch put into the care for these horses is beautiful. Indeed. So I can see why people would drive in from, mm-hmm. from all mm-hmm. around. The trail ride is about an hour. And so like you and they live in this beautiful property out in central Oklahoma. So before we went out there, you spent the entire day cooking. Mm-hmm. What did you make? I made a jambalaya, which I have not made Gosh, would we decide maybe a year since the last time we really got after it? Yeah. Um, Because that's the way, at least that I make it, which is probably unnecessary. It is a day-long chore. Mm -hmm. It requires more attention than trying to smoke something. Yeah. So, yeah, did that, took it out there. We sat around a a picnic table, and then when it got cooled off in the evening, we started a fire in the fire pit and sat around that and visited. We must have been out there four or five hours just yeah. enjoying good conversation. And yeah, and it was just us. We left the kids yeah. under yeah. there. Yeah, that's why we The youngers could under the sit. care of the olders. We could sit and visit. Um, and it was just really, it was great to get out of the city, like yeah. obviously because of COVID, but also just life circumstances. We haven't really to go right. do anything in a long time. So even driving just a little ways out of town, out in the country, it was so quiet except for like the coyotes and right. the dogs, which we have to mention. What? How many were there? Were there five? At least five. There was one that was kind of wandering up and wandering around yeah. a little too. Outstanding animals. Yes. All of them very, very used to humans because oh, it's yeah. an active ranch. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the one that stole my heart, yeah. they have a mastiff. Yep. And... For whatever reason, she decided I was the answer yeah. to life. And so when I'm when I was sitting in a chair, when she would come stand beside me, we were looking eye to eye with each other. Yes. Very she's, large animal. She's 135 pounds. She's huge. Yes. And she would come sit next to me. And if I didn't start petting her pretty soon, she kept inching closer and closer she, until she'd lean a big slobbery jowl on my arm. She would lean right on you. I've never yeah. seen a dog do that. I've obviously never seen a dog that comes up to you, your shoulder right. as she's sitting next to you. But she would lean on you like, okay, sir, now mm-hmm. you're going to pet me some more. Yes. So sweet. She so was, sweet. She is a, a sweetheart. And talk about really loving and spoiling your animals. All the dogs yeah. are very spoiled pets. And then also grace the mastiff is so spoiled that she has her own toddler like tempurpedic mattress yeah. for her bed she yeah. does not sleep in a crate or anything like that she has her own uh very carefully selected mattress yes. that she sleeps on and well, it's just so fun we yeah. we good people uh, both of us having grown up in small towns and out in the country it was just kind of nice to get back out to that kind of environment and relax and talk a lot yes. a lot of talking a lot of fun All right. Well, before we wrap up, I do have two things from the broader pop culture that I feel like we need to talk about just so that if you are listening awesome and you are not, for example, on TikTok, um, if you're not, if you don't have teenagers living in your house who fill you in on bigger cultural trends, then we're here to help you. Two huge trends in pop culture right now that, um, that you may have heard about. The first one is the idea of whether it's a no bones day or a bones day. I explained this to you. You showed me. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So this came from a man on TikTok. His name is Jonathan Graziano. He is at John Graz, G-R-A-Z, on TikTok. I'll put a link in the show notes. John has a 13-year-old pug named Noodle. He's quite elderly. And so... As you know, a lot of accounts on TikTok kind of have like their shtick. They have Mm -hmm, their thing mm -hmm. that they do on TikTok. And his thing started very small with just this concept that every morning he would go and lift up his 13-year-old pug. Like stand him up. Stand him up out of his bed and see if he, it's a bones day, which means that he would, Noodle would keep standing up. Or if it's a no bones day, which means he would just slump back down to the ground. (laughs) And so... This whole concept developed that if it's a Bones Day, if, if Noodle stays standing up, that means it's a Bones Day. You treat yourself. You've got high energy. You've got productive energy. You get out and conquer the world on a Bones Day. But if it's a no Bones Day, 
then Noodle gives you permission to stay home, stay in your sweatpants, work from home, do all of the self-comforting things that you need to take care of yourself. I read a really great piece on this that, of course, it's like acknowledging the silliness of it. It's just for sure. fun. But that it really speaks to where we are after nearly 18 months of pandemic life where um, we've been under a great deal of stress. We kind of feel like, okay, I want to get back to normal. But then entering the world again, even I as an extrovert, I get exhausted sure. really easily. And we're, we're discovering like the, the kind of crowded, crazy, chaotic schedules that we used to have. We don't want to go back to that. So we're doing a lot more self-comfort. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like too, if there is a blessing and I'm not, I'm not the kind of happy-go-lucky whatever to find the the You're not. smiley face in the chicken turd. You don't say. Yeah, but <laughs> I do think something very valuable, if we take the time to see that has come from the pandemic, is that we've figured out, hey, when I'm committed to a task rather than punching somebody's time clock, I can get a week's worth of work done in two days. Yes. Which would yeah. then give you permission to have some no-bones days. Exactly. To recover. Exactly. Yes. So anyway, if you are not on TikTok, but if you hear someone on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, or in your regular life referencing it being a Bones Day or No Bones Day, now you know why. The other one is a more recent trend that just started in the past few days, and it's inspired by a Florida man, but this one is a... Good. He is the apprehender of the traditional Florida man. Yes, exactly. His name is Grady Judd. He's a sheriff, Sheriff Grady Judd from Polk County, Florida. And apparently he's a little bit of a character. Yeah. Has uh, in the past made some funny statements, done some funny things. And he was doing some kind of a press conference. And I have to admit, I do not know the context for why he was having this press conference. But in the midst of the press conferences, he was encouraging the good people of Polk County, Florida to like, just let's, let's bring this crime rate down. He said, chill out, drink a seven up, eat a moon pie. Quit murdering people. (laughs) And TikTok lost its collective mind. As it should. It's a beautiful... You managed to find the original clip and show it to me. It's worth experiencing. (laughs) And in the comments of the original clip, one of the commenters noted that... When 7-Up was first developed, it actually contained uh, lithium, yes, which yes. is a high-power, now prescription medication to deal with <laughs> mood disorders and these types of things. And so <laughs> traditionally, when you drink, when did you say it was like 1948 when they finally stopped yes, putting lithium it was in 7-Up? late 40s, early 50s when they stopped using it. Yeah. yeah. And so you would actually, you'd have your Coke that had cocaine in right. it, and then you could have right. a 7-Up to kind Coke of bring Coke in the down. morning, 7-Up before bed. Yeah. <laughs> And then the moon pie thing is hilarious, too. Moon pies are a very Southern yes, thing. Yes, yes. Um, these uh, wafer cookies with... Terrible, terrible yeah, wafer cookies mar- with a... Marshmallow cream. Marshmallow, and then the whole thing dipped in chocolate, usually. Yeah, dipped in some kind with of... Fake, all of yeah, it's all fake. all fakey. The marshmallow's not even real marshmallow. Yes, uh, moon pies being a very Southern treat that, uh, I don't know, just the whole thing. And then uh, when you do those things, you can quit murdering people. It's right, yeah. So, yeah. Um, people just enjoying the absurdness and also the relatability of it all. So So there's the news you can use for the week, for sure. Awesome. Um, Anything else that people need to know before we wrap this one up? Mm -hmm. All I can think is find yourself a vintage 7-Up and have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.